This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, showing you as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we wrap up our three weeks of Arnie with <laughs> The Last Stand. It's the last Arnie. Last Stand. Last this movie stand. came out in 2013. Directed by Ji Woon Kim. Written by Andrew Naur. I don't know. <laughs> Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, Johnny Knoxville, others, a bunch of jabrones. Louis Guzman. Hell yeah. And the bad guy and everything, Peter Stormare. Stormare, Stormare yeah, I think, I think mm-hmm. that's how I say it. So. Stormare. <laughs> Whoa. All right, uh, Scott, I believe this was on your list. What's your history with this film? So this is, uh, I, I think it was the first movie after he, he left politics again. Uh, and we we're all kind of looking forward to it. Uh, I know, I, I Jeff, you have IMDb handy, but uh, it feels like one of the first anyway. And uh, I, I did not get the theaters to see this. Uh, I think I saw it at home on... It doesn't matter. 2013. But, uh, yeah, saw it at home and was very pleasantly surprised with it. Uh, I think I enjoyed it more watching it this time around. I think this is my, maybe my third time seeing it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed this. All right. I'll just say, yeah, he, so 2005 he stopped, 2010 he has a small appearance in the Expendables. Right, and, then, that, yeah. and then Expendables yeah. 2 is 2012, which I haven't seen that one, so I don't know how big of a role he played in that one. Oh, so yeah. maybe that was first. But mm. um, All right, uh, Alex, what's your history with it? I think I did see this in the theaters, because I was psyched. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's full first, you know, starring role. I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of starring role. Yeah, I would say starring role because Expendables, right? He'll be if he is in the second one, he'd be, you know, part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, spoilers. I liked it. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of same with me. I did not see the theater, but I definitely saw it pretty early when it was out on video. 2013 was a Netflix rental, maybe a, a red envelope. I don't remember, but. Yeah, I liked it. It was just classic. I just love classic action Arnold. Don't try to do too much. And it's pretty good. And it had, like, you know, Louis Guzman, mm-hmm. favorite, one of my favorite actors. and yeah. uh, Lady Sif. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Sif. Yeah, I was trying She's to figure out who she was. I had to look it up. I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't figure it out. And the one last thing I was going to say was, uh, I mean, the premise of this movie is ridiculous. Donkulous and everything, but this this, this is like a hundred percent like castaway script for Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
instead of Arnie, it's it's uh, Vin Diesel, and they just change it up. And instead of yeah, a bunch like of sheriffs, whole... it's about family. Mm-hmm. The whole car thing really has nothing to do with this movie. It's just, it's just a uh, literally, it was like Chevy gave them money to do this movie. It's like okay, well, shoehorn in a Camaro and a prototype Corvette, and there you go. Yeah, I have I've definitely more to say about that. <laughs> so Late, it, was, later, it was really fast, though. Yeah, it was it was super fast. Yes. Yeah. See, it it had something to do with the plot. He was getting to the border real fast. But like, I'm serious. Like, do you legitimately think that they had to shoehorn that in because Chevy's like, okay, we'll fund your movie, but we have a new Camaro, just like what they were like Transformers with um, Bumblebee or whatever. We have the new Camaro coming out, but you got to oh, put it in the movie. Yeah. That was way fucking worse in every <laughs> respect. I mean, if it didn't come with Megan Fox, I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, well, uh, we're just going to count down seven items. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, number seven is, is just a small thing, and I know we've we've talked about this before at some point. Uh, but I almost jumped out of my seat when Johnny Knoxville, who's also in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. is, is like a throwaway joke uh, after Louis Guzman grabs the the spite flail, <laughs> whatever it was that he had. Uh, yeah. Um, you see Knoxville in the background with the Atlantean sword. No, but then Lu- then Louis Guzman has it. That's when I saw it. When did he have it? I, he had it like on his belt hanging the, with the flail also. And then Arnold walks by him and he's like, Were you going to fight the medieval, you know, like yeah. are you fighting knights or something? Yeah, and then, then he no- just holds no- up the sword. Well, Knoxville has it. No, Guzman has it. No. At any rate, the Atlantean sword, the Atlantean <laughs> sword. Bet? At the I end of that it, scene, like, wow, the, Louis Guzman has the sword. That's at cool. At the end of that scene, it's Johnny Knoxville holding the sword. Possibly, but Guzman has it, and that's when I saw it. All right. Well, at any rate, there's Atlantean sword, and you've now ruined it for me, Alex. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you who had it. <laughs> who had it and for those I guess who are don't know but I'm sure that's the sword from Conan yeah I'm sure everyone knows that listen it's all Damn 12 it. of our nerdy now, listeners yeah what I'm wondering if that's uh, the real prop that Arnold has because I know Arnold has that sword mm. I wonder if he lent it to the cast or if it was just like a fakey one that they got because he didn't want to damage it well, like, I mean, with all, like, those props, there's, like, different versions of them. Is, like, that, like the hero version? Oh, maybe. I mean, because, I mean, well, maybe back then, the Dila didn't rate this movie. He probably only made one. Never mind. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean Arnie needs the real one whenever he visits Bavaria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. All right. Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is, <laughs> this is really dumb, but it's, you know, related to my profession. But the opening title with the graphics and everything was pretty cool. I really liked it because it gives you, I mean, there's not p- much plot in this movie, but it gives you, like, a, a pretty good synopsis of what the movie's going to be in, like, 12 seconds. And it did it really well, really quick. So if you're going in fresh, you, you know, you see the camera going on a map, and there's clearly a line on the highway going from one point to Somerset to the town, and the camera flies through. It was nice. I I, I do like the idea that, Exactly nine miles outside of Las Vegas, there is absolutely nothing. 
<laughs> that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> that is not true, but yeah. Well, the way they were going to Somerset, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. There's a whole lot of nothing on the way to Vegas, Scott. There is a whole lot of nothing on the way to Vegas. I'll give you that. There's like Whiskey <laughs> Pete's and then a whole lot of nothing, and then you get to the other hotels, and then a whole, a little a shorter stretch of nothing, and then you're at the Luxor. Yeah, and that's coming from LA or whatever. You go the other directions, I don't even know what the fuck. So it's possible. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, okay, I'll, I'll allow that, that there would be no traffic <laughs> on this on this small highway outside of the... Mm-hmm. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. Um, my number seven is... I already mentioned it, but... Um, well, I have stupid car stunts and stuff brought to you by Chevy. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. And the one I had to call out specifically is when he, he's driving in the... The SWAT cars are there, and he pulls in front of them, and throws it in reverse, and they yes. jump. He uses yes. his car as a ramp, and they hey. jump, and they flip, and <laughs> yes, yes, his car yes. is fine, except maybe a little crack in the windshield. And It wasn't a crack <laughs> in the windshield. It was like his hood was scuffed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was about the, the extent of it. Well, uh, it's a prototype car. Yeah. It's like, I, I did, I, I definitely have more to say about this later, but uh, I did laugh out loud when they, when they had the nerdy... Like I will give this movie credit for one thing, um, they didn't they didn't go with the computers of magic route, so the FBI guy wasn't like the computer nerd; he was the car nerd. Uh, but but I did laugh out loud, and he was like, like most cars have like seven hundred fifty power. This thing has like a thousand, <laughs> <laughs> triple the speed of the Pentium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How fast does it go? No one knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, and also he shifts into like I think thirtieth year at one point. I that 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 alone the the could have thirty gears. You don't know the when when he puts it in the twelfth gear and the acting by both of the by him and the the woman in the car. Oh God, that that makes this movie like I I recommend this movie to anybody just because of that. All right, well, that was my number seven. So, Scott, what's your number six? Okay, number six. Uh, I like I like the, the with this. You know, I, I need to go on IMDb and actually look at the director for this. But um, it seems like it took somebody who didn't grow up in an American small town to actually have fun with the small town without like uh, without. Ripping it because we watched a bunch of movies recently where uh, they take big swipes at, at small town life. Um, and I feel like this didn't do that. It didn't like glorify it, but it, it simultaneously didn't. Uh, uh, like yeah, now that I think about it, like make, make make them all look like Hicks. I guess yeah, yeah. Like well, this guy's from Seoul, South Korea. So okay, <laughs> um, they had a lot of fun. Like the yeah, of course. There's the, the 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 granny with the the shotgun, uh, which by the way is a sequel to Hobo with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not steal people's thunder from later on in their list. Granny okay. with the shotgun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, just the the locals are like, yeah, the, there's a fugitive coming through here, but I'm I'm I just ordered breakfast. You know, just the yeah. the Herdine Stanton like refusing to, to have a phone, just being the honorary old coot. 
Look Son, up. you've got a condition. Yeah. Um, just I also did, sorry. I just did like the plot device of like the whole town's gone because the football team. Yes, by, which by the way, honorable <laughs> mention of that specifically. There's no way that town had like could field a whole uh, football, football team, team and cheerleading squad. <laughs> There's no way. It's like one street and like a farm. Like that's the whole town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, they had the the super hot diner waitress, uh, mm-hmm. which nothing new with small towns. I just wanted to mention that. Well, followed by the super hot FBI girl, followed by the super hot bad girl. I mean, they're all and they all kind of look the same too. I thought I don't know. They did, the they did have a similar look. Deputy. Oh yeah, super yeah. Hot like dark. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're all smoke shows, but the. Uh, I I did I did think it was smoke kind of, shows. I I did think it was. Uh, as, as an aside, this is unrelated to any of that really, but when they they do the the heist, and I won't talk too much about it in case you you guys are, well, I guess the the the, the breakout, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. One of like the three like completely masked like special ops people is clearly a woman wearing a cat yes. suit, and that's it. You don't see her again. Like, That's what I was referring to as one of the bad girls. Yeah, you never saw it. You just saw okay, a very okay. form-fitting leather yeah. outfit. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was that was like fascinating to me. They're like, yep, she did her job. She's out. Like, like there was no like real reason to, to have a cat suit. I wonder if she was like a terrible actress or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe she had a line. Like, cut her lines. Cut it. Yeah, it's, it's possible. But, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, progressive, like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the first. It's progressive, you know. They have women in, in the FBI and everything like that. But then, like that, she's she's a bad girl. And she gets kidnapped, and and she's, uh, I don't know. At least the deputy was good. Yeah. yeah so my, I just felt like I was surprised. I forgot about the girl in the FBI being part of the bad guys and everything. Well, and she got kidnapped. I'm like, ugh, of course. The pretty detective is the one that gets held. She's an FBI detective. She wouldn't be detained so easily. But then I forgot she was part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I'll stop talking. Uh, and small, they small immigrants town in the leading role, too. So, progressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked, uh, let, Let's talk about that for a second because you brought that up, Alex. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the character's name? Uh, Gordy? I don't know. Well, I thought you were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Okay. I was. So, so Ar- yeah. No, I want to talk. I want to talk about the other guy, the, oh. the guy that's like locked up in the cell. Like they, oh, they, yeah. they talk about how they, they clearly grew up together at least at least through high school, right? Frank. Mm-hmm. His name was Frank. Frank, and they're like they're like in their thirties, right? We'll, we'll say early thirties, right? If we're being mm-hmm. you know, fair, the dirty thirties. The guy, the guy's accent makes it sound like. He has not spent half of his life in in the United States. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, maybe it's a border town, and maybe. But, his but there's no. He's Spanish. the only one with other than Guzman. Like nobody else in that town has an accent, unless it's like a slight southern. Well, uh, the sheriff has an accent. <laughs> That's uh, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy played uh, Jesus in the newest Ben Hur movie. So ah. there you go. <laughs> he handed Mister Burns a water bottle. She got. You truly are the king of kings. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Jumping around here, sorry. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. We're on. We're at my number six. Alex okay. Number six. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you guys will talk more about this, so I'll just say the uh, still cornfield stuff. Uh, not as bad as I remember. I kind of agree with that. I, I thought, thought I remember it, that going on forever. Yeah, and it really doesn't. It's just you know, mm-hmm. a minute. But yeah, the mufflers would would have been making way more noise. But I'll let you guys talk about that if you have it higher up on your list. Well, that's my number six. So let's talk about it. Yeah, like right. the whole the whole time the engine, especially on the, the the magic car, is just revving the whole time. And this time it's just yeah, it's not turned into an electric uh, car. It's a Tesla now. <laughs> yeah, they cut out the scene where you flips it to silent mode, prototype. Yeah, like Airwolf. But what I was gonna say about this, even before I saw it again, it's cheesy but memorable because that is one of the few scenes that like I distinctly remember. Like, and it wasn't as bad as I thought, like you said. So mm-hmm. I'll give him credit for it. But that whole scene was pretty cool. Just them just driving around a cornfield, making tracks everywhere. And Dri- stuff. Driving through the cornfield is cool. And yeah. they, they actually have some really cool shots of, like, corn peeing off the windshield. I don't know if that's actually from them driving through it. Uh, but The it, sound it, effect it, it, of it the corn cool. hitting the windshield. Yeah. Awesome. That was Terminator. Another Easter egg in this movie. Another note about the Chevy placement. So when the... i have forgotten that it was Chevy. When the rich guy in town, the mayor, I don't even know who the hell that guy was supposed to be. Yeah, it was the mayor. He, you know, Schmuck. he tells him, "Oh, you you you're parked in the the fire zone, or whatever." He's like, "Oh," tosses him the keys. I'm like, "Oh, that guy's got like a like a Porsche or a Lambo, or at least like a Firebird or something." Nope, <laughs> it's a Charger. Well, I mean, he's a powerful mayor, but it, I mean, it's Somerset. It's all he can afford. I guess. I, I mean, guess, I'm sure I he wanted it's... the Ferrari, but yeah, he's not he's not Garcetti or anything. I think. I mean. <laughs> As, as long as it's red, right? Yeah. Okay. There it is. All right. So those are all number sixes. So back, to, uh, Scott, number five. Okay. Uh, my number five. Uh, I don't. I don't know why I enjoyed this so much, but uh, I, I really did enjoy the the gearing up montage. Oh, that uh, was cool. Yeah. Uh, been. I feel like it's been a while since I saw one that that I. I don't know, enjoyed or just maybe I just don't remember seeing many recently. But uh, yeah, it was fun watching them throw throw bullets into the the cases and the uh, you know grab all the shotguns, you know, go through the whole thing with the the camera angles and I don't. Know, I was, I'm not a big gun guy, but like the ammo just being all loose and in a, in the case like that, it's not very helpful, is it? Like. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. But, like, if you if you have to load the bullets, like, one or two at a time without a cartridge, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Um, for, the, like, the caliber rifle that she had. And I, I don't know. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I did I did like the fucking hand cannon. The, that thing was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. That was, it was a, I thought that was a, a cool way to show that, that Arnie was still Arnie. That he just fucking one-hands that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me have a go before I change my mind. Yeah, he's he's still enough of a like hard ass that he wants to fire the gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did like the carrying one as as an actor. That's got to be like the goofiest shit you could ever do. <laughs> uh, 
I, I'm trying to think of like something more awkward outside of like I don't know like a sex scene or something. But uh, you have to be like, all right, I have to look like a total badass, like looking down the sides of this gun for like three hours. <laughs> but they get all the different angles and the lighting set up and everything. It's just it's a weird thing. Yeah. I've always wondered. I mean, I grew up. I mean, we're probably all three of the same thing. Arnold was, he only held a gun the way Arnold held a gun in a movie, right? Like everything we really know about doing <laughs> stuff, like how much does he really know? Or have we just been led a bunch of shit? Which I'm sure that's mostly that. But like, has he picked up anything? Like, is there anything he's doing that's good? Like, you know, him holding a Gatling gun, obviously not real. But what about his other stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, you definitely don't want to one-hand a gun, like pretty much ever. So... Right. There it is. Poor, yeah, poor sure, trigger discipline, like I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but you see, like, those videos of, like, Keanu or Tom Cruise, or they're on, like, they're training with, like, right in the... In the they're doing the real shit now. Yeah, I don't think Arnold ever yeah. did anything like that. Yeah, Arnie... Maybe he did in that Sabotage movie. That could be. He... Like, yeah, outside of, like, some of those early 80s, he really didn't have to... I don't, I don't know, maybe just the style of, of shooting they have them because they wanted him, like, to dominate the, the screen, like the frame. And it was also just to show how strong he was. That's why it was always he's yeah, holding the too. biggest gun possible and with one hand. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's not using a lot of pistols. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's true. All right. Um, where are we at now? Alex number five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, uh, shooting the Magnum is my number five. If that even was a Magnum, I don't know. It was just a big fucking gun. Uh, BFG. That, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that scene too. where the deputy tries it and then he, he breaks his own nose <laughs> because of the recoil. And it reminds me of a story that uh, Chris, friend of the show, Chris is dead when we were hanging out one night because he was a Navy man back in the day. So he told us that he, they had this the training. They, they had Magnums and they had to go through training about how to properly shoot them. And he said that you actually did want to one-hand that pistol, but you hold, you didn't hold it like you would a standard one, both hands forward, like right in front of your face. You had to kind of stand like in profile, like sideways with one hand, and then shoot it so that the recoil would go behind your head so that you wouldn't accidentally like crush your skull in. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why they would need to train with Magnums, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, but that always stuck with me, and now I see now I see why <laughs> you break your fucking nose if you do it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, so you see, I'm sure if you looked up videos, there would be videos of people doing that in real life. Oh, yeah. I'm almost sure I've seen them. Like that one. Oh, what was it? That one old old YouTube video. It looked like a guy in a lab coat just testing a shotgun, and you could see his shoulder dislocating as he fires it. You don't remember that one? No, but shotguns. I don't remember that kick. one. Mm-hmm. But I've seen other YouTube videos of guns just flying out of people's hands and hitting him in the face. Anyway, on to my number five, and that's Granny with a shotgun. <laughs> I'm always up for a nice. <laughs> Old lady uh, joke in a movie. Ben Richards. Mm-hmm. He's one mean motherfucker. Hey, you're not allowed in here. It's trespassing. <laughs> Go I, get him. 
Yeah, I did. I, Ar- I, I actually really enjoyed Arnie's delivery with that. The Mrs. <laughs> Salazar obliged. Actually, like that, that was a, a well-delivered line. That was really funny. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Uh, number four are the firefights in this. Uh, this is uh, one of the better, like choreographed. Like I, I'm trying to think of a, a movie between like this and John Wick, where I, I enjoyed the firefights more, and it's it's not coming to me. Um, so the yeah, this this director. Ooh, Saints. That was before this. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was say The Rock as well, but that's also way before this. Yeah. Uh, they're just well choreographed, um, mm-hmm. just like the right amount of violence. <laughs> uh, a lot of people getting getting shot in the head, but uh, yeah, just uh, a, a lot of uh, fun. They were intense. Um, I didn't feel like there were too many of them. Uh, this movie's really well paced, by the way. Um, yeah, and and I think the 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 two big firefights that they they have uh, uh, really. Uh, really cut nicely two comments on that one I, I think you're 100% right the only thing I was questioning these are guys they mentioned they're ex-Navy SEALs or whatever they're doing some stuff like just out no one's running cover I mean the main guy doesn't does get yeah, covered the yeah. entire or, movie like the, the one the one goon that fucking jumps on top of the bus like yeah. that's that's what that, that, that's like an here, idiot like that that's what you expect like the hero to, to do dumb shit like that like what did that guy yeah. think he was like? As I was watching that, the only thing I think of was, okay, this this guy has like a, a complicated backstory. Where he has like a hurt locker thing where he's just like an adrenaline junkie, so <laughs> he's just gonna do the thing that's like the most action packed thing that he can do. Um, <laughs> Head cannon, and, and yeah, he's, and he's got like he's got like a wife and kid at home. Like this is gonna be like the last one he promised, and then he jumped on top of a moving bus <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, it's like that's me playing video games. I don't have the patience. That's me playing Call of Duty or whatever. <laughs> I just stop running out of bam. I may get you, but you're gonna get me no matter what. Uh, and then the other thing, um, you say the pacing, which I agree with. Although I will say during the heist part at the beginning, and even before that, it was a little too long without seeing Arnold. He's he's used sparingly in the first half. Yeah, exactly. So there's a couple times sure. where I'm like, when are they going to get Arnold to the firework factory? That was a little <laughs> part where I was a little... Because uh, I have more to say about Forrest Whitaker later, but um, yeah, I missed a little Arnold there. But it is good pacing, I agree. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is the great stunts. I liked it. The uh, <laughs> Arnold... And the other dude jumping through the awnings and stuff and shoot, shoots him in the face in the air. Uh, yeah, the lady. We mentioned the lady on top of the magnet. That was pretty cool. Uh, the physical fight stuff inside the car was pretty brutal also. In, in the uh, paddy wagon or whatever. The driving. Some of the driving was pretty impressive too. Yeah, I, the driving I definitely. Tell, yeah, I can tell what was digital and what yeah. wasn't. But yeah, the, there was, the, the, yeah, there were cool car stunts even if some of them were completely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, he's done. All right. Um, my number four is basically the last two you guys have said, but one in particular, and it's when Johnny Knoxville shoots the guy in the back with a flare gun, igniting his <laughs> oh, ammo yeah. packs or whatever, <laughs> and he explodes. Awesome. 
I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of reminded me of did you you guys played Gears of War, right? You had that yeah. one like arc bow. Oh yeah, and they were just chunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, stick yeah. it in them, and they have like three seconds to live. And if it happened to you, you're like, there's nothing you could do. You just ah, and they would panic you. Yeah, medic. So yeah, and then the, uh, the arm yeah. lands on Guzman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that was clever. So flare gun in the back is by number four. So Scott number three. Uh, number three is Peter Stormare in this. Uh, I fucking loved him in this. So he 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 almost always plays uh, the the villain. Um, usually like this, where he's not the main villain. Although I'd argue he's like gets equal footing with this uh, mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, but just just him chewing on scenery was a lot of fun. But mostly. The fucking accent that he had, was I know, beautiful. That was so awesome. like, 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 <laughs> like deep Texas by by way of the Ukraine, like it just <laughs> like you could you could not like you couldn't completely cover it up, um, but he was still doing this weird southern twang, like yeah. he's like drawn out his, his vowels, but for that I, I could kill for that air. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, but like he could still he was still doing like this thing, like he can't not. Like, like, do the, you know, uh, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I, yeah. I, every, every scene he was in, I was like, I was like, I, I can't believe he's not the main villain in this because <laughs> he's so much more interesting than, than the other dude. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun seeing him in this. Uh, my favorite role for of his is not from Fargo. It would be from Seinfeld. Yeah. He looks like a frog. So, so do you. you. <laughs> the outlet. Yo, you mean the holes? Yeah. Yes, the holes. Who is he? Sli- oh, Slippery Pete. That was his name. <laughs> That's the episode where they try to get the frogger machine. Mm-hmm. One of Kramer's guys. All right. Uh, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is Luis Guzman. I got to yeah, give a shout good. out every movie I, I see him in. He was freaking, he, he was great. Him. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. And it was badass when that car exploded over him. And then he just, out of the smoke, he comes out with a fucking Tommy gun, just wrecking shit. Yeah. I did, I, the, again, Tommy gun was, was was pretty inspired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he just goes out there, starts running and blasting, and then he gets taken out. I mean, he spoiler alert, he lives. He just got knocked out for a bit. Yeah, I mean, he only got well, shot with like fifty caliber. That might as well be a twenty. I know. It's like no way that would have taken its arm off. Yeah, like, yes, literally. it would have. <laughs> Louis Guzman's great, um, but he's not as great as my number three, and I have to give it to Arnold. Uh, he did. Like you mentioned before, he had some good delivery. I thought he was really good in this movie as an old. He still had the action hero, but he embraced just being an old man, and I think. God, I haven't seen all of his movies since he came back, but I think by far this is his best one. He's not trying to do too much, and mm-hmm. he's got the humor. Is is <laughs> whatever Arnold is, he does have a sense of humor and charisma in his movies, and when done right, does it really well. And I thought, yeah, he played mm-hmm. it really good in this movie. So old Arnold is my number three, Scott. Uh, my two. number two is basically the same thing. Uh, in my note here, I have slightly more realistic Arnie. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they 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 play up the fact that he is older in this. Um, you know, he has a couple lines directly saying like, 
Uh, like he's too old for that shit, basically. Old. Um, I, I think they were really smart with this, like with the the mount they used him, um, and and like the physical stuff they had him do. Uh, you know, was wasn't pushing, um, and, and it played on the fact of us as moviegoers knowing that he's done all this ridiculous shit in, in previous action movies. Um, that that makes it a lot of fun, you know, between like the character itself and and just kind of the meta of it being Arnie. Uh, it was it was a really nice kind of blend there. Um, yeah, they they don't have him. They have him do like like the perfect amount. Like really, like the only like two or three feats of strength that he does is he, he like one hands the the hand cannon. Um, he power bombs the guy at the end a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which makes sense. Like he would have old man strength, and he could absolutely do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the him like jumping out the building uh but even then he was like out of it for a little bit you know yeah. and he dives to the door to the diner he has to like collect himself he's not like up and running right after that mm-hmm. uh and he and you know he looks older he makes a joke about like him getting a like a little paunch um from eating at the diner uh yeah it's, it's, it's paunch it's... wasn't in this movie <laughs> well if he, he was in the background oh okay if, if you if you look closely uh yeah, just again, it's a lot of fun to see Arnie in this, and I agree, Jeff. Like, I I can't think of a movie that that I enjoyed more where he we had a, a big role in since this. Yeah, definitely. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Peter Stormare. I think he stole the show uh, in this film. <laughs> it was just awesome from him talking to uh, what's his face. The, the farmer, oh, I'm great with farmers. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he goes over there trying to sweet talk him. Well, you don't take the silver, then you take the lead. Oh, awesome. I and then the kill for that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that sweet revolver that he was shooting with. Yeah, what the hell was that thing, by the way? I don't know, but it was, it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, like it, was, little... it was cool, but I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> little character, a lot of character pieces that they put on him and they don't explain anything. It's just amazing. It's awesome. I love him in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two. Now I want to go with Forrest Whitaker. And I say he's in his own movie. Like, <laughs> he really is. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I guess because he is kind of, he's not acting with any of the rest of the people in this. But he's like making this weight. Like, this is a, it's a small town. I mean, it's just this, it's one type of movie when it's Arnold and you're doing car flips and old man jokes and he's in there in a uh, born identity movie or something. I I don't know. Yeah, it's he's, just he's like <laughs> stupid chief mode for yeah for like seventy minutes of the movie. Yeah, well, that was weird. He was kind of like why he was so like brutal to like Arnold, but the rest I don't know. It was just he was all over the place and <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked it. I don't know. Like it was just weird to me and. Yeah, we're we're sending you a SWAT team just in case. Oh, I saw them building a bridge and everything. They're definitely coming here. Oh, really? What makes you think that? It's like, what? (laughs) I just told you. just got (laughs) shot. Yeah, it's... Yeah, they they killed one of my guys. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. But then just, yeah, he's... I don't know. Like, that whole heist at the beginning, how inept were these people? Like, this is the biggest drug lord. They're making him sound like, yeah, the biggest drug lord since Pablo Escobar and... It was pretty easy for well, them right to escape. Right off the bat, I was like, "Why is he even explaining all that?" I know. They just well, say like this audience. is a high price. This is like 
as high a priority like prisoner transfer that we're ever going to have. So stay frosty, as opposed to, all right, we're transferring this guy. Make sure you don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, like, why it started in Las Vegas? I don't know. I get. I I guess it's close enough to the port. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. And a really fast prototype car. Yeah. You've got a fast car. Mm-hmm. And I think the kind of if you're what if you're in you can't do it in California because it's too much. It's not open desert or the toward the border, right? Right, it's, right, mm-hmm. right. So maybe it could have been a different state. It could have been Texas or something. I don't know. But anyway, Forrest Whitaker is my number two. So Scott, what's your number one? Uh, my number one, uh, as per my notes, cars are magic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the the cars are the bamboo. They are the mainframe. Uh, of this movie. Um, Jeff already pointed out the scene where, yeah, he, he turns his car into a ramp. They, they they do that same stunt, basically, in one of the Fast movies. I forget which one it is. And but, the movie Wanted. But the the car on the front actually has, like, a like a scoop on the front of it, like a, like a little ramp built on the front where that makes more sense. Like, in this, like, I don't know how the physics of that would work. Like how that that SUV cleared the like yeah it cleared the hood like it it defies logic. Uh, still, I mean, st- how about him going in reverse as fast as they are going? Yeah, yeah. Prototype doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> prototype. Uh, yeah, that answers all your questions. Yeah, right it's there. a prototype. That's true. Um, yeah, that has night vision. Uh, it's got three gears in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four. Yeah, this, by the way, this car fast. this car has like seventeen gears, uh, <laughs> and by by the time you hit fifteen, like you you, you go to plat, like <laughs> yeah, he's gone to plat. Like the 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 there's like three or four, maybe maybe a little one more than that. But <laughs> shots of him driving that car, the bad guy driving that car, and then he puts it into whatever gear that's supposed to be, and they both lean back. <laughs> like, like they just yeah, hit like ludicrous speed yeah like you're in star tours it's <laughs> oh man I, I i was like gleefully like i i think i laughed the first time and just like every time they did it uh i was like i can't believe they keep showing this <laughs> mm-hmm. like i guess it's i guess it's an effective way to show that the car's going fast uh but yeah, actually showing constant. the car going fast very very fast <laughs> Yeah, and him constantly shifting. They're like at top speed, and he's still shifting. Like I don't know what the hell is going oh, on. Oh, because it's... it hasn't reached top speed yet. That's what I'm saying. It has like 17 gears. Yeah, because it's a prototype, oh, yeah. as Alex pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by the so way, the whole reverse thing. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to think of this through. If you, <laughs> you trying to find logic in this? Well, what could be possible if you were to, you know, go as far as fast you can forward, turn, but don't you're actually not going in reverse. You just put it in neutral. You can keep all your momentum, and you wouldn't engage. Because if you engage at that speed in reverse, you're done. But if you kept it, you see what I'm saying, in neutral, maybe you could do that. And then you step on the brakes, they drive over your hood, and then you go. <laughs> now, how they how the wheels engage with your hood is another story. But yeah. anyway, I'm well, not thinking about that it. That really wouldn't have worked, because he's in reverse, and then he slams on the brakes. That would make the hood actually go up a little bit because of the momentum, right? Well, yeah, that true. that's true, too. There it is. Uh... Prototype. So we mentioned the the car that completely <laughs> shields Guzman from the blast. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the whole little cornfield thing where, yeah, the cars run in silent mood. I guess, I guess corn is, is uh, very sound <laughs> reductive. Sound yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by, the, by the way, what... So, how how is that... Uh, how, how is the Charger able to keep up with that other car? Like, because they're on a dirt? Like, I didn't understand that one, by the way. I think it's because he actually slowed the car down a little bit while he was, you know, talking to the quote-unquote hostage and seducing her and then throwing her out of the car. It didn't seem like he was going very fast at that point. Well, I mean, just, just like, him and Arnie are going side-by-side side down that road. Or, that, well, not even a road, but the just that clear path through the cornfield. Like, his car is clearly faster. Like, mm-hmm. the movie sits... Like the movie spends like eighty minutes showing that that car is faster than everything else. Um, yeah, except for surprised. the new two thousand fourteen all new Chevy Camaro. <laughs> except yeah. for that one, I think it's a Camaro. You see, you could want a Charger. I think it's a Camaro, but anyway, yeah, I don't know what it was. Camaro, yeah, sorry. Do- Dodge have Chargers. I'm sorry. Yeah, it would be, it would be Camaro. Um, but yeah, the the cars are a magic in this movie. Uh, this this is. Somebody's answer to Fast and Furious, by the way. <laughs> uh, so, somebody was like, they make those movies about the fast cars. We should have those. And then, mm-hmm. voila. And they had one one really fast car. Yeah. So that's okay. my number one. Excuse me. Alex, number one. My number one is Arnold. He was great in this. Uh, yeah, like we've already talked about it, him playing up that he was old, a little bit more realistic in movie terms, at least in Hollywood terms. He was a bit more realistic, uh, taking some real battle damage and not getting up right away after taking a big fall. Reli- relying on the on his team also, and not just going lone wolf on everybody. Yeah, are you talking smack on Commando? Because it sounds like you're talking smack on Commando. No, but I mean. It seems like his character would have been John Matrix. He just got old. Yeah. And he is. Oh, I love that scene where like they're reading off his his history. Medal of Honor, Valor, Valor, this, Valor. But now he just is a chief. Going to play sheriff in Somerset. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there my number is. one has already been mentioned, and it's the most memorable thing from this movie besides the cars. And that is when he tackles the guy off the roof and gives him a headshot on the way down. That's badass. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. I was, I was like, okay, he's gonna tackle him, fall down, maybe break his neck. Nope, <laughs> he's getting shot in midair. That might be if we ever did like our top favorite like Arnie kills from any of his movies. That that would make my top five. I think I'd hold that up to some stuff that happens in Commando and Predator and Terminator and stuff. Yeah. So. Pretty dang cool. And then the fact that the gore isn't much, but when it happens, it is pretty nasty. Oof, when they yeah. shoot the farmer and he just goes, he explodes yeah. and flies Blam. off to the side, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my number one. Nice. Any honorable mentions? Uh, we already mentioned the Atlantean sword. Yeah, I, I did I did uh, enjoy the, the fight at the end, too, on the bridge between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, he doesn't have to do anything fast. He just says old man strength. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've yeah, been done after the first suplex, by the way. Oh, yeah. And he's an idiot. 
he stabs Arnold in the leg, he should have just gotten up and ran the other way. There's no way Arnold's going to catch him. Yeah. True. Oh, well. I like that as another plot device where it's, it wasn't like it's a big border crossing, right? Because otherwise there'd be a bunch of people there and everything. It's, it's a homemade bridge. Yeah. Not a, not a homemade bridge, but a portable bridge. But it goes like a military whatever bridge. Yeah. You yeah. use the Batmobile to jump the other side so you can <laughs> deploy it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's rate this thing, and then I have a follow-up question. But as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott? Uh, give this an easy 5. Uh, I really enjoyed watching this. Uh, Well-paced. Um, just about uh, the length I, I would want <laughs> for something like this to be. Good use of Arnie. Um, some good action. Some, some violence. It did feel like an R-rated movie. Uh, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what what a good Arnie movie needs to be. <laughs> uh, yep. Well, most, most, not all, but most. Yeah, uh, I know. Hercules in New York. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, five. Okay. Alex. I'm also going to give this a five. This movie was a lot of fun. Uh, there's definitely some other Arnold movies I would rate higher, rate higher, but this is, like, when you're talking about fun Arnold movies, this would be, like, close to the top. It's good. All right. I also give this a five, but it's so close to being a six. But I'm sure if I go back, I have a lot more Arnold movies at our sixes, and I can't put them with those old school 80s Arnold. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is a five. Uh, which leads me, because I was going to say, I gave Six Day last week a five, and this would be a higher five than that one. But to I conclude <laughs> our, our Arnie hat trick here, rank the three movies now. I, these three. I, I, don't, oh. I don't even think... Hercules in New York, number like, one. I, I just feel like Hercules in New York Easy. can't even really be compared to... Oh, oh yes, it can, because it's <laughs> number one. Alex is making it number yeah, one, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> it's um, the best out of these so three. Sig- <sighs> so, just for whatever reason, yeah, it'd be six day, last, um, and then... Uh, Hercules in New York, and this would be my, my favorite of the three. Okay, so you would opposite order. So six days, your least favorite. Yeah. Okay. I would go the uh, last day would be my favorite. Six day would be next. Hercules would be third, least favorite. Alex? No way. Uh, six day would be number three for me, because I think that one was trying to be a bit too... I mean, <laughs> there's some ridiculous shit in that movie, but they try to get existential with... It, and uh, a bit serious with the subject matter, but it's like, nah, they should have just thrown all this shit out the window. And they kind of did. And then uh, The Last Stand, number two, that was just pure fun. And number one, Hercules in New York, because that movie is magic from beginning to end. <laughs> all right. I mean, which which one of these movies had rebar lightning? That's true. Yeah. There it is. Um. All right, and with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is the very original Top 5 Last Stands. Yep. Right, Scott? Yep. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> apologies. Um, <laughs> this is a great radio. Uh, so, our favorite Last Stands in, in TV, pop culture, movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, my number five is... had. I say this every week now, but mm-hmm. a movie that feels like we just did, but 300. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
historically and in the movie. Yeah, Leonidas and his brave 300. Uh, told the, the, I speak of the completely historically accurate uh, Zack Snyder version of this. Right. Uh, but, uh, yes, yeah, so probably the, being that you mentioned, the most famous last stand in, in the history of Western civilization anyway. Uh, so, yeah, not, not much needs to be said. Uh, 300. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex, number five. My number five is from a video game, and I thought this was uh, pretty cool and a bit tragic at the end of Halo Reach. You guys play this one? Nope. Nope. Where you're part of a uh, Spartan squad, and then you're like the nameless Spartan. You're not uh, a you know, Master Chief or anything like that. This was a... Uh, what we call it? a spin-off game when you're still on earth and then at the very end you have to hold off the oh, whole yeah. horde of ad- aliens while everybody escapes and the last mission is just you know survive just as long as you can it was awesome okay yeah i have i didn't understand I, I guess i didn't recognize what you were saying yes i have played that and i do remember that mm-hmm. nice. super cool. and, and as i was replaying warcraft 3 not too long ago there's a couple of couple missions like that where there's summoning you have like 60 minutes to protect your wizards as there's so many yeah <laughs> oh yeah there's a ton of protection missions yeah yeah like one one of my my favorite uh starcraft missions is, is basically the same thing you just got to hold out yeah and then kerrigan t- gets taken turned into uh alien whoa yeah and, a, and their video game gets canceled oh <laughs> all right well, my number fives, or my number five, but all of my items, and I hope this counts as last stands. It's, it, they're almost all of mine are like a last offensive, so they're not necessarily just holding the fort down. It's like if we don't go out and at least try this one last attack, we're done for. Depends so on the, my, the context, Jeff. Let's let's see what you came up with. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm mm-hmm. gonna say number five is Independence Day. Ye- we're fucked. But we have this one, this one last mission that, to go that, ahead. That and... one counts because, like the, the alien yeah, ship is like Earth. right over the base where they're like, yeah. they're, like so. Yeah, that counts. And the Earth is where you know the last stand is taking. Yes, they they launch like a scale. Yeah, they, they yeah they launch the counteroffensive, but they're also like they, the enemy's like right on top of them too, that they're holding them off. So that yeah, that counts. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me to have it. Independence Day, <laughs> you alien assholes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. Up yours. <laughs> Scott, what's your number four? Uh number four is uh going going to Western here. Uh kind of, <laughs> well there's last stands in Westerns? I know. Uh kind of my genres are kinda of all over the place here, but uh the uh classic is basically ripping off the the Kurosawa, but uh I you know, I kind of grew up with my dad watching westerns, and, and I've seen this several times as a kid. And uh, watching it again fairly recently, and it, and it, and it holds up. Um, the original Magnificent Seven. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to Seven Samurai, which really could be on this list also. But uh, yeah, yeah, I Seven Samurai is not the one I grew up with. Uh, I, I did see the more recent one, and it's okay. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the original Magnificent Seven is, is definitely worth a watch. Uh, isn't the the newest Magnificent Seven where, uh, what's-his-face, the Kingpin does a really <laughs> ridiculous fucking accent? 
That's probably the highlight of the movie. Is, <laughs> is, is, is just how fucking weird this character is. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, you are correct, Alex. Yeah, there it is. Vincent D'Onofrio, that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, I don't know where we, what number are we at? Yeah, number four. All right, Alex, number four. Um, it's been years since I've seen this movie. i got to go back and watch it again. But uh, at the end of First Blood... Did you First Blood? Right? Uh, he, he goes back to town and he's the cops are all surrounding him and he's getting ready. Like I don't know if it's exactly the last stand, but he's getting ready, he's gearing up, and that's when Troutman comes in to talk him, try and talk him down. And then he kills himself. Uh, yeah. That was the original. That was the original ending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that's that, a good one. I thought the original ending was that Troutman kills him, or he think he makes him kill him. But it, it's a. Shit, now, man, now you're making me second guess myself. But yeah, it, Rambo dies at the end. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. We did that on the podcast not that long ago. Though. I mean, I say not that long ago. At least a year <laughs> or two years. ago. <laughs> That's a good movie. That was one, without being off topic too much, I did not think I did not think I liked that movie until we redid it. And now I, I loved it and bought it, and I've seen it like eight times since then. Mm-hmm. Because as a kid, I wanted the more action-paced one. And when I was older, I appreciated yeah. the... the Alright, uh, my number four, we have also done in the podcast, but a long time ago. And that's from Dust Till Dawn. Okay. The oh, very shit. end. Yeah. When they're in the back room, filter, you know, filling condoms with holy water and mm-hmm. making that, whatever that thing that Clooney had with the wood stake in it and all that stuff. And... Oh, yeah. I say kudos to the boy getting destroyed by the vampire. That's, that's <laughs> one of the most horrific scenes it's ever. Horrifying, yeah. Dad, and then make what's her face shoot him in the head. So, from dust to dawn is my number four. Juliette Lewis. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just on the other night, and I watched it. So good. Uh, Alex, sorry, Scott. Number three. Uh, my number three is uh, such in genres again. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, that's my number one. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll save most of it for you, Alex. But uh, this, this is uh, you know vintage Spielberg, mm-hmm. uh, just creating the, the spectacle that that's still visceral at the same time. Um, that's that's not glorifying war, um, but but it's still shot beautifully. Um, you know, to the the ultimate shot of. Of uh, Tom Hanks on the bridge, uh, firing at the the tank with the pistol, uh, but that that whole sequence is is pretty amazing, and and a movie full of amazing sequences too. By the way, I don't, this probably isn't even the best sequence, really pound for pound, in that movie. If, if you're talking about like how ambitious it is, the um, intros te- like, technically, but yeah, yes, yeah, how technically impressive the whole thing is. Um, but yeah, just it's filled with so many great moments too. Um, you know, I'll, I'll save I'll save it more for you, Alex. But yeah, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. number three. All right, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is Avengers: Infinity War. That's the one where they make their last stand in Wakanda, right? I'm not thinking yep. of Endgame. Wakanda forever. Well, two, yes, that is one in Wakanda. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Speaking of a spectacle, Jeeves H. It that was. was nothing but a lot of freaking fun. All the charging out, and it was only Cap and uh, Black Panther. Oh, running top three scenes of all time. Marvel movies. Oh, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> and it's like open the open the gates a little bit to let some of them stream through. Badass. And they lose at get, the end. Spoilers. They do. Yeah. I get chills every single time. The whole group's running, and then you just see Cap and Black Panther just fucking take off. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I got more of what to say about this kind of in the news section. In the news later. Mm. Ooh. Um, just me nerding out. Um, but number number three is not quite the Magnific- Magnificent Seven, but it's the Three Amigos. <laughs> Audible mention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so like the wind. <laughs> I was just going to say, never has sewing been used in The Last Stand before as it was in Three Amigos. So, yes, Three Amigos. Number th- this is my number three. So, Scott, number two. Number two, uh, picking up the, the Marvel Torch and changing genres yet again. Uh, Endgame. Uh, the, the final battle at the, the Avengers compound in... Upstate New York, I don't think they ever actually say where it's supposed to be 100%, but uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just the, the portals opening up, uh, the, the armies facing off, uh, this is Manny's last stand, and there's actually like a last stand that happens before that, <laughs> when it's just uh, uh, Cap, Tony, and Thor uh, facing off against Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That also has its kind of its own last stand kind of feel. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I could talk about this forever. Endgame. Nice. Alex, mm-hmm. number two. My number two is Conan the Barbarian. Oh, Barbarian shit. That That's a good yeah. one. Damn I, it. So fucking yeah. cool. Damn it, Alex. Uh, the Crumb's Anvil song starts playing. Yeah, they're getting all the weapons ready, building all the traps. I've never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. Alex, how many times do like we like the two of us just sit down to watch? Maybe I don't know if we watched the whole movie, but just like that sequence. So fucking cool. Yeah, him just like Alex doing the prayer, just kneeling, yeah. sitting on the bench, like swearing to his God. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. The hell with you. I killed right. him with my spear. <laughs> <laughs> he got one kill. I'm a wizard, legendary, mind you. Legendary Mako. Um, my number two is also in game. Um, everything you said, and I will say. Going with that, there's also another a third last stand when it literally is just Cap and Thanos. I mean, that right before the recruit show, but he tightens his shield and oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was I was I watching it the other night because I'm just fucking nerd out on that shit forever. But uh, just when they all show up, and I was just thinking like that it's it's the Avengers, uh, the Wakandans, and the uh, Guardians. The Asgardians that are that are fighting against this force, and I, I thought about how cool that was. Uh, now that uh, for the Asgardians, because now they have a state, because they live there now, um, yeah. and the Wakandans, just because like fucking <laughs> they uh, because T'Challa asked them to, he's like, yeah, no, we're fucking fighting these guys, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. 
like it's cool that they they were fucking ready to go for this like this this country that just been kind of hidden away. Yeah, they probably on some level wanted some revenge, um, but uh, yeah, these these were like the two groups that that like you know and the Avengers obviously. And I don't know, I just thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if if you ask Laura, if you come into the if I'm watching TV by myself, there's a good chance you come in. I'm just watching that scene. <laughs> just, yeah. Disney Plus just makes me watch that scene. Yeah, it makes it too again. easy. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, number one, Scott. Uh, number one is... Uh, I could have had three or four different battles um, from the, the three Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, but I only wanted to put one on my list. Uh, so I put the one that was the kind of the... you know To use a, a buzzword cliche here. It was the real game, ta- game changer um, of all three movies, and that's Helm's Deep. Oh right. shit! Yeah, I, I was very close to putting in the yeah. the them going to the the Black Gate, but Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm glad you picked this one because I did pick him. Minus, <laughs> um, or I, I'll tell you when I get to it. Uh, yeah, the, the the better battle is the one you picked. That's the best battle in all of Lord of the Rings, I think. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no ghost cheat code. On that battle, no, I had to do it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's number right. one. Helm's deep. Alex, number one. Number one, saving Private Brian. At the very end, they they had to hold the the town, the bridge. Yep, the bridge. Something. Uh, it was just yeah. There's no way I'm not crying during part or all of that scene because it's, it's just so tragic and everybody's doing their best and. Well, oh, not everybody. Well, yeah, Matt Damon's just crying in a corner. Well, not, I'm not talking about Matt Damon. Oh, okay. You're talking about the guy that was trying to stick the the, the bomb and then he blows up before he can do no, it? No, I'm talking about Upham. Oh, that guy. What an ass. You just killed that one guy. Just like Mako. Mako. Que- question for you guys. <laughs> is yeah. is the guy that that uh, you know that kills the guy with the knife... Um, and up and just lets him go. It doesn't stop him from doing it. Um, is that the same guy they let go earlier in the movie? No. The guy that let go earlier in the movie, you can see him line up with the rest of them with a rifle and he starts shooting where, uh, what's his face? Tom Hanks. And they're shooting, they're all in a line, kind of like a firing squad, almost. But they're lined up and they're all sh- taking shots and they're shooting in uh, Tom Hanks's direction. And that's when Alpham sees him, and then he goes over there and ambushes him. I've only seen the movie once, so I can't answer this question. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's a knife guy. So is that... The, because I get... That sounds familiar, but I watch Band of Brothers a lot. Is that he lets he doesn't kill the guy because he lets him go, and then he ends up killing his partner or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I do remember that like, scene. I thought like it was Band of Brothers. Gets, okay. gets turned, basically turns into a knife fight. You're thinking of Under Siege. (laughs) I mean, I could be. Very similar movies. (laughs) Yeah. Um. All right. Well, my number one is Lord of the Rings as well, and I wasn't because it was the last stand of the entire movie or the entire saga. I did not think of Two Towers, which is a last stand for Theoden's people. Uh, But so I wanted to choose either the battle. 
the black what what is it battle of the gate black gate yeah um although that's once again that's like an offensive really i mean it's right, not that, even a, that one i would count too because they're like this is a like yeah i agree and that's yeah, why yeah, it is yeah. my number one uh the battle of minas Tirith is also great but the, the other one black gate wins out just for the the four frodo part and just like captain america and black panther uh mary and pippin are the first ones out of that gate leading the charge so yeah. <laughs> hell yeah that is cool um, I mean, you could argue that that Boromir has a last stand. So it's true. A lot, oh, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff to pick from here. That, uh, Scott Dan, yeah, yeah, for Frodo. You, again, I watch these. Uh... <laughs> what does Qui Gon Jinn have? A Qui Gon Jinn's last stand. Wasn't that the name of the song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I had forgotten Scott watching uh, Return of the King again. Like half the movie. Is is the, the the fight at minus Tirith really? Yeah, um, yeah. Which is rad, but I'd forgotten like just how much of it was like, like before before you go even into the uh, the intermission, we have to change disc, which is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> the, the the fight for fight minus Tirith has already started. It yeah, so, doesn't the intermission have like? Is it when the battering ram? It's comes exactly that's exactly when it happens, Jeff. Yeah, good, yeah. good memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, that thing goes on forever. But you know, if you're going to be stuck in a castle, you guys, you want to be there with Gandalf because he'll tell you that you know, <laughs> dying's not that bad, yeah. so you're cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Mary, you should yeah. try it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally cool. <laughs> um, but I have a couple honorable mentions. One, I kind of just spoiled it. Would be the Battle of Blackwater Bay from Game of Thrones. Um, Tyr- Tyrion does his best there. Uh, 300 you already mentioned and i was trying to put a star wars one in there and i mean same thing you could you say the battle of endor was the last stand like you're it's an offensive but once again this is your only shot that was a little tough it. and th- <laughs> yeah. that's why i didn't make my list but like i said you could maybe make the argument yeah. Yeah. i mean i could say the last jedi when they're flighting on that yes. stupid crate planet but i'm not because it the movie was sucks salt. <laughs> salt. Salt. man look at this and uh, <laughs> uh, I wish yeah. he would have delivered the line like that. It would have turned around the whole movie for me. Man, this is fucking salt, man. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so any from you guys? Uh, uh, yeah. Good. Uh, what's that fucking oh, Dragon Age at the very end of that game? The first one. It's badass. That was such a cool like last stand when... Uh, all the the evil races come to attack the castle. You have to defend it against the the big dragon. Super cool. Um, yeah, I kept thinking there'd be a lot of video game stuff that I'm not thinking of. Like I remember games where you have to you know make sure your turrets are in the right position. You keep going back and forth and cover this zone and cover it. Like, but I couldn't half, think of Half Life Two. I don't, I don't really think this counts, but Half Life Two, there was that the whole prison sequence, which was fucking awesome. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, okay. you do get turrets. Um, yeah, you get to set them up, and you're just basically holding off wave after wave after wave of the Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> Send wave after wave, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, would the uh, the attack on the Citadel count for Mass Effect One? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jeff. But Jeff, Jeff says it does. So yeah, okay, I guess it does. Yeah. 
Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, speaking of Disney Plus, I have recently been rediscovering all the Goofy shorts. <laughs> oh, I saw. did that too. Those are fun. The the Goofy uh, plays football or the the football one, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh my gosh! Did you know I learned this from this cartoon? Did you know that quarterbacks used to be called field generals? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. The field general or quarterback, as he's known, uh, tries to decide. Oh man, it was just. Golden's it, the main star player was Swivel Hip Spiggy or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Smith. <laughs> just all of those are freaking. Uh, they're funny from beginning to end. Do do all of the Goofy shorts have that the the I I don't know what to call it the Goof narrator. Helm. I was gonna say the, the, go, the, the Goof Helm. The Yahoo-hoo-hoo-y. The oh. you know what? I don't think the football one had that one. Okay. The skiing one definitely does. <laughs> I don't know about don't the basketball it's, it's one. The apartment one, whatever, when he has the the weight set, I think it happens, and then the the Olympic one, I think it does too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the skiing one, and that's why I have never ridden the Matterhorn without making that sound on the Matterhorn <laughs> at one point, and it's only from that goddamn cartoon. Uh, it's so good. So I mean, that's where I learned all about sports is from the Goofy shorts. <laughs> I recommend if you want to learn about sports, watch the Goofy shorts. Did you watch the Road Rage one? I, oh. I don't even know if that's on Disney+. Plus. If not, you can find it on YouTube. And there's yeah, Road Rage. When, when cars are on trial and they're trying to pin like all these accidents and all this angry stuff on the cars, it's like, no, no, you got to look past the car into the driver and then it's goofy. Is it that one? Or is it the one where it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde where he gets behind the wheel of a car and then he turns into a monster? I think it's that, think but it's, it's also... I mean, yeah, and I think it was like a legit... Like, they would make you watch this. At, like, it was a funny way to relate to drivers. Like, this is how you should merge onto an interstate. <laughs> it was something like, I think it was uh, the history of it. It was something that would show students. Like, don't be like Goofy. You know, be this version of Goofy. Yeah, be Dr. Jekyll, not Mr. Hyde or whatever. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's yeah. pretty hilarious. Okay. I'm going to have to look that up now. I want to see it. Uh, all right. Well, then it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. All right, a lot to get to this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, E3 has, has basically come and gone. Uh, in, yeah, in, I think today was the last day. Yeah, in digital form. Uh, not not a whole lot of news, at least relative, relative to uh, previous E3s. Um, just some highlights for me. I don't know, Alex, if, if there's anything you want to mention, but uh, I was super disappointed that uh, that even though Final Fantasy 1 through 6 are, are going to be released as like their original pixel versions on PC and mobile, whatever mobile means. Um, it means telephones, Scott. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, the, there is no versions being ported to the Switch, which is oh, a yeah. goddamn crime, if, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, it's the only I was like ho- only kind of news I was hoping for to come out of E3, and it was like nope. Uh, so there was that. Uh, Bethesda announced that they've got a new game coming um, next year called Starfield. Um, so oh, in, yeah. in, in the same vein of uh, Fallout Three and Four, and and the Elder Scrolls games, uh, Skyrim being the most recent, uh, just. An open world, but 
it's set in space, so open universe. Um, it was the whole thing was a teaser. Um, it looked it looked a little more serious than than like Fallout as far as uh, kind of the the world that you're in, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this because obviously post-apocalyptic is pretty serious, but it didn't seem to have any of the like the 50s Americana humor kind of mixed in with it. It all seemed to be playing it fairly straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Um, I, I, I've been joking that, uh, you know, they provided way people to explore in a fantasy world and, and in a post-apocalyptic world, and now people can find bugs in space. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because it is a Bethesda title. Uh, so there's that, and then... Would you fi- like to know more? Yeah. And then finally today, uh, there was uh, the Nintendo... Uh, Nintendo Direct, which is basically their press conferences that they, they have every once in a while. And in that, uh, kind of the big news was there's a new side-scrolling Metroid game coming out on the Switch, uh, which looked kind of cool. Um, yeah. Kind of interesting. And the other news being that they finally uh, uh, showed um, and, and talked about uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, still no release date but um yeah this is like been there's been kind of a drought on that one so uh, well they did say they were trying to release it in 2022 yes so we'll they decided to try yeah uh so yeah, that, that was it no um no bioware news um which which was disappointing i'm um, not that i was really expecting much there um no again um final fantasy stuff post ported to switch no no old stuff part of the Switch period, which is a thing that needs to happen because it's my nostalgia machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, but, if you didn't play Advanced Wars, oh, that's right. The they, Boy. That's right. They 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 they're having an updated version of Advanced Wars, which I, is actually interesting. I, I do remember playing Advanced Wars and, and enjoying mm-hmm. that. So maybe maybe that's I'll give neat. that a whirl. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it as far as E three and pretty much everything else I want to talk about, except for a certain Marvel thing. Uh, so Alex, anything you want to go over? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, just real quick, the uh, two best trailers for new games that are coming out for me were uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I mean, it, it's Square Enix, and I hope it's not going to be as bad as the Avengers game, but it looks cool. It looks like they got the humor down that James Gunn and his movies, you know, set as a template. So oh, I hope at least it's going to be, you know, entertaining and script-wise. And by far... <laughs> <laughs> the best, in my book, the best trailer of all of E3 was the one for The Outer Worlds 2. <laughs> oh, just, I missed that. I'm not going to spoil anything. Just watch it. It's incredible. Okay. I have, I double dipped on that one, by the way. Cause, oh, really? Uh, I got it when it first came out on my Xbox One. And then again when it came out on Steam. Because I, I felt like I, I would rather played it with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, mm, okay. So I'll have to check that out. I have not finished it, by the way. Either, either one. Ooh. Okay. So that's on my backlog of, of games I need to get around to. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. Jeff, anything you want to go over? A couple things. Um, started playing a game called Cities Skylines. Oh, that one. On PC. Yeah. It's like a newer, newer. It's probably came out like seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> Sim City game. It's fine. Whatever. It's, I'm gonna get tired with it quick, but it's fun. Um, that's it for that. Uh, the thing that I was said I was gonna mention earlier is just 
I don't know. If you you want to get chills, nerd chills, go on YouTube and search in-game fan reactions and just oh, it's yeah. so cool cuz that I remember when we went and saw it and just people going crazy and just reliving that people with the cap on your left and then the different and then people cheering at different moments. Oh, so cool. I just sat here for like an hour watching that the other day. Um that's one thing I want to mention. I don't think we talked about it last week because I think it already came out, but the He-Man trailer came out. Did you guys happen to see Shit. this? No, I haven't seen it yet. I have not. Yeah. I, I, what 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 is for whatever reason? Uh, I don't know. This says something about my viewing habits, but uh, I see something about a new Sailor Moon. But <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Jeff. Well, a new Netflix. Sailor Moon because there's another. There's already they already redid Sailor Moon. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looks like well, they did some. Ca- I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying this is just all I'm seeing is something that looks like a remake. A new, new Sailor Moon. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. There's the the new He-Man, which is coming out on Netflix. It had the date at the end. It's not too far away. Cool. Um, looks good. The animation, I think, was done by the people who did the Castlevania animation. It looked... From what I saw, it it honored all the, the cartoon we grew up with. But now it's just it's updated and stylized. At least the animation wise, I think I'm going to dig that. Um, you only heard a couple voices, and uh, Mark Hamill is definitely doing Skeletor. <laughs> That's actually great. Um, <laughs> you incompetent boobs. <laughs> yeah, There's no more of that. It's a little more. It's a little closer to Joker than anything, but it still is good. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't see much in the trailer, but you, it's a teaser, and you, you get to see the animation and. And that, you know, you see a lot of the characters, man. They, everything from, you know, obviously He-Man. I didn't see Orko. I don't know if Orko is going to be in this thing. But Man-in-Arms, Tila, Cyclops, Trapjaw, Beast-Man, everything. It's, I don't know. I'm not a huge animation guy, but I was a huge He-Man fan. So I'll at least try it. Um, I am skeptical because it's coming from Kevin Smith. And it's just better not be a bunch of dick and fart jokes and everything. I, I don't know. I gotta see because uh, you know the the secret powers is a, is an outsourcing company that does trailers and videos and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're they're a company that does that, and they're the ones that first did the uh, the the meme video for He Man. Oh, hey, the, the four non blonde song. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if they're gonna do an updated one now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just reach out through like my company contact and say, "Hey, so what's going on with this email?" <laughs> What's going on? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's it. Besides uh, the show I think we're about to talk about. So yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's the Bad been... Batch. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, Alex, is there anything you want to... You want to touch up real quick on it or no? Uh, not really. I think my boys actually got bored of it. They're not asking me to watch it anymore. So it's like... Okay. Oh, wow, that's right. true condemnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, it's it's been a minute since we talked about a, a an MCU TV show. Uh, That's right. Um, uh, Disney Plus. Um, last Wednesday, the first episode of Loki hit, uh, and uh, let's just go around real quick. Uh, what did you guys think? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I liked it very much. I'm gonna say. Eh, but this is the first episode. I'll, I'll give it a chance. It was a little slow for me. A little, little clip show. Okay, yeah, I saw the Avengers. I've seen all the movies. So I don't. But 
I like Owen Wilson in it. I, I like a lot of the stuff in it. I will say I'm not like I was with uh, Captain uh, Falcon one. I like that one right away. Even WandaVision took me a few episodes to get in. So hopefully that's like this. WandaVision took a while. I loved it. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but you, Scott. So I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I agree about Owen Wilson. This, this is a great role for him as kind of the, the Zen police detective. The all-knowing police detective demigod or whatever they, they are at the... The T-R-A? What, what's TVA? T, TVA, thank you. Yeah, um, variant, yeah. Time, um, yeah, time variant agency. Or yes. Yeah. Um, so so he, I thought he was really good. Uh, Tom Hiddleston as, as Loki is, is good, but I felt like uh, they, they kind of make him go all over the place in this episode. Um, maybe it was yeah, a, it it's. A, I a, think it's a. Sorry, it's a little bit of a weird spot because this is you know Loki from the end of Avengers one and not the one that we've you know that we've seen the whole character arc that he's gone through. You know, right, right. They kind of force. So here, here's the thing I was wondering. Okay, so just uh, to to break it down real quick, um, you know, it begins right away from him picking up the the Tesseract. Um, he's then captured by the TVA. Um, he gets thrown in this weird, like, pocket dimension or time, like, dimension. Uh, and you find out that there's these time beings that are keeping the timeline pure. And they, they, they hand wave the fact that the the last Avengers movie was all about that. Saying, oh, no, 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 the Avengers were supposed to go through time and have these shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You, on the other hand, were not. So he's, like, arrested by the time police, basically. Um, and they, they just basically spend the episode... Uh, breaking down, um, like his Loki's character really like the like what he, why he does what he does in order to make him the kind of antihero protagonist of this because um, I think they really did have to spend time on that because if if you look at it from like a chronological standpoint, which <laughs> is kind of ironic giving the the whole, the whole premise <laughs> of the of the show, he yeah. basically just got. He basically just murdered a bunch of people, and then all of a sudden this is happening. Like, he murdered people like less than a day ago, like by yeah. by our reckoning. Um, mm-hmm. so, so they have to like kind of hand wave all that so that that he's likable again. Um, it, it is fun watching him bluster. Um, you know, watching him kind of be powerless. Uh, I feel like funny. he didn't have like some of the the I, I don't know like. Like he's missing some of the authority, the, the gravitas that he had, some of the other stuff. Um, he wasn't channeling, yeah, Avengers Loki. Is, I know he was trying to be, but it didn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just didn't quite feel the same. Um, which is well, unfortunate. I mean, he probably did get, because yeah, he got his ass kicked like two seconds into. the No, he, he did, but it's still like I, I, I yeah, obviously was was cognizant of that, but still, it didn't it didn't feel quite the the same. Like I agree. maybe just because there was just no breathing room there where. All of a sudden, this was just happening, you know. Um, I, I, you know I, like he's good; he's like making the most of it. Um, but it, yeah, I just felt like there's something missing there. Uh, but by the time the episode ended, I feel like there was something missing. Um, so, question. Like, so, sorry, sorry, real quick, there, Scott. Um, I think that kind of hurt me too. Uh, other than just being me being slow, like at first, because the movie starts with the scene from Endgame, and I know it's. From the end of the first Avengers, for me, I think it's the end of Endgame. So that's what messed me up for a little while. I was like, okay, what? The, he's acting. 
he's kind of acting like a dick again. Like, what's going on? And then when they showed, yeah. it took me all the way until they showed the death of his mom and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, we've seen all this. And then they said it was the future. I was like, what? No, we've seen all this. And then I went, uh, uh, oh, we're, we're, oh, yeah, oh. And, but I think, yeah. Yeah, part of that's me being slow, not catching also, I think, what you were saying, it was missing. He didn't have this. He wasn't Loki from Avengers, even though he was trying to be. He was something, something was slightly different about it to me. Well, anyway. I mean, he was recently. Also, he was recently defeated by the Avengers, so that had to take a blow to the ego. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, eh, I mean, it's yeah. possible. The, the Hulk smashed him around like crazy. I think. God, I think. But you know, what, I mean, it's, it's just more a case of like he, he always seemed like kind of control, like. Like he did have like some mass, like he was like some kind of master criminal, and like at no point in this does he feel like that, like, and yeah, I couldn't, I, I can't really put my finger on it, um, you know. So, so basically, the, the the episode goes along, and they they basically break down his backstory, and and again, kind of handle this stuff. Um, they pull in Rene Russo for for a couple of scenes, uh, that's typical Help me. You know, MCU flex. Um, <laughs> And, you know, he eventually admits that, like, like he's not a, yeah, he's still a villain, but he's not, like, sadistic. I think it was, like, the basically the way they break it down. Like, yeah, he killed a bunch of people, but he didn't really enjoy it. He was just in it for the ends, right? The ends kind of justify the means kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he was trying to project uh, fear in right. order to make, him, to make himself appear like he's stronger than he so, is. So, question to you guys about that. Do you think he was faking it? With Owen Wilson? Yeah, or? with Owen Wilson. Possibly. No. I think he might be. I think when he saw how meaningless the Infinity Stones really were, like in this, I oh, think that damn, you're right. fucked, fucked him up. But I think that kind of, I, I he was all Loki, Loki, Loki. And then he opened that chest and saw they were just in this dimension there's something way more powerful than he's even thought of right. well, I think that, well i think that could even that yeah. could have been like staged but i think his reaction to what he was seeing with his like bomb that was genuine like it could all could just mm-hmm. be, be put on there because he's like somebody's watching me kind of thing um uh but yeah he eventually like by the end they they do that and then there's the reveal that owen wilson needs him help need, needs his help he needs him that. help i need him help <laughs> His help to capture another Loki. Um, and I think, just guessing, the other Loki is not going to be Tom Hiddleston. Matt Damon. Ooh, Matt Damon. He's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck again. from Dogma. I think, I think it's going to be like the female version of Loki. Oh, and that's where it connects to Love and Thunder. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, All but, right. But just that... Uh, yeah, just... Tom Hiddleston playing against Tom Hiddleston? I don't know. But you, when, at one point, Owen Wilson goes to back in time and there's the, the stained glass uh, mm-hmm. version of Loki and it's got like the horns and stuff. looks like the devil. But uh, as close as it comes to actually looking like it could have been Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah, there's, the, the, that was basically it. Just basically setting up like Tom Hiddleston being... Tom Hiddleston's Loki being the... <laughs> the... <laughs> The, the hero here as opposed to being uh, the villain once again um, mm-hmm. you know, just some other things I want to talk about you guys mentioned the time stones uh, I thought that that was a great uh, bit about how the one guy's like oh yeah like 
bunch of people who keep these things as paperweights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just all kinds of different infinity stones, just all kind of strewn about. Uh, and they're just completely powerless in this in this weird place. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about the... Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was hilarious. Can we talk about the Mr. DNA cartoon? Ah, um, yeah. I made me think luck. of... It made me think of Fallout more than anything else, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was also Half-Life part of that. That whole like line and guys with the sticks st- stabbing you and some of the yeah. stuff made me think yeah, of it, was like a, it definitely it felt like a pastiche. Like I don't know if, how much of this was lifted from like comics, but yeah, it felt like a like a mix of, of different uh, things that are that were similar. <laughs> like yeah. the, the kind of forced and like weird kind of Americana. Like the kind of like a fifties vibe, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. Uh, Mr. DNA talking about you know these people who came up and the multiverse and everything was going crazy and they combined it. I mean, at the end of this series, maybe not at the end of this, maybe we're gonna have the multiverse come back, right? Like I think this is kind of setting that up. We already know there's gonna be a Doctor Strange in the has that oh. in the title, right? Infinite universes or something. We still even haven't seen what if. Yeah, what if? Like, I think this well, I don't is, think, I don't this think what is if the end of this. Canon, though. It's just going to be like a literal what if. All right. Well, minus what if, I still think at the end of this, and that gives us characters can come back and do weird. You know, you might get Tony yeah. Stark again, and yeah. you're going to get, which kind of makes me upset because I think That's Tony Stark got the perfect. I watched Iron Man over the the week too. That was something I watched on Disney Plus. It's like the perfect arc. He's the most selfish asshole in the world, and then in game he comes back from. He could have not helped him, right? He had his whole thing with his wife and his kid. Everything's good. Yeah, and he arguably, gave all that up and he's the one who died. And... the most out of, out of everybody. By, by yeah. At the end. Yeah. yeah. So I really hope they don't bring him back. And, and as much as I love Cap, I hope they don't bring him back either. So, But anyway, I think the multiverse is going to be a thing. And this is setting it up. But they won't do that in the show, I don't think. I think they save all the big stuff for the movies. But I think, I think Faggy has said that, that this, of, of all of the the three shows so far that this one is is gonna have the biggest impact on the mcu okay um so we'll see although like i don't know about that though because like you got a new fucking captain america like yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get much bigger yeah. than that so uh yeah. at any rate yeah that's, that's basically it i'm i'm absolutely on board with all this stuff uh and and i'm looking forward to to the next episode tomorrow which now that they've gotten like all the exposition out of the way, or, or most of it, um, you can dig into Loki having like time hijinks, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is what I was really been hoping for all along. What about that little? I had to look it up, but that gag about him being that DB Cooper guy. Oh, the oh, sorry, yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> yeah, DB. Yeah, I thought I thought the DB Cooper thing was was pretty funny. Yeah. 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 You never, like, this has to, I didn't know that story, but I was like, this has to be a reference to some like unsolved mystery or something. And sure enough, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, DB Cooper's been in a bunch of TV shows where say, I've seen it. Well, I, I've seen a bunch where they're like, "You're DB Cooper," or like, "What was it, Journeyman?" I think that show. The main character Bigger was DB Cooper. Yeah, it's it's made its way into like all kinds of different like movies and TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that. Loki was like embarrassed about the whole thing. He's like, "No, we don't need to watch this." <laughs> and at the last second, you see all the cash get like torn apart by the by the uh, by the Bifrost. Yeah, yeah. I did have a question. Oh, that was when uh, that 
the the uh, necklace thing that he wore, not necklace, whatever you want to call it, the thing that ran his neck, and she would rewind him every time. You know, he'd do backup, and then that one point with Owen Wilson, it works, but the chair was thrown, and so when he rewinds time, the chair is still not there, so he just falls on the floor, yeah, and yeah. he makes a comment about that. Like, how does when he gets rewound, does like the tesseract stay with him? Because he's got it on his person. Yeah, I don't know. Just don't think too much about it, Jeff. Yeah. Right. He's carrying <laughs> okay. it. Like, how does his clothes, how does his clothes oh, stay on him when that's... he gets rewound? Yeah, I did, I did like that he turns the tables. Um, he does kind of manage to escape. Like, mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Um, he's still Loki. You have to see that like, he has no way out. Yeah. Like, like, he's still Loki. Like, he, he's still able to, to kind of uh, affect his surroundings. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and shout out to my, my favorite shows, Black Mirror. Two of the girls from this were from Black Mirror. The big, uh, the security guard who keeps t- yeah, that he when he's fucking around with, she is from one of the episodes of Black Mirror. And then the the judge, whatever you want to call her, I, she's I, from. I forget it. She has like a weird mm. name. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not gonna try. But yeah. Um, they're both from some of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror. I couldn't figure out the the judge one, and forever I had to look it up. And she's like one of my favorite, one of my favorite ones, the Junip- San Junipero one, or whatever you pronounce it. So, hmm. there it is. So yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Um, still don't know how I feel about it being on a Wednesday. No, I know exactly how I feel I... about it being on a Wednesday. I wish it wasn't on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather, rather go back to being Fridays or... Yeah. Uh, I was so busy, I literally watched it for the first time like three hours ago. Oh, wow. Dang. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't watch it on Wednesday. We got, and then all of a sudden, I had, like, we had to go to a wedding, and then we had uh, other stuff. I forgot. A bunch of stuff happened over the week. So I was like, because uh, Laura really wanted to watch it. Whenever I had free time, she's like, no, you better not watch it without me. And I'm like, all right, we're watching it tonight, you weirdo. So, yeah. <laughs> did, she, did she like uh, like Disney Naked Hiddleston? She didn't comment on it, but I, I heard I heard a, I heard a noise come from that direction. No, I don't know. I think you made more noise than she did, Scott. I'm Probably. Sure. And it's it's. <laughs> I, I really can't argue with that. I was thinking about today. You're so. Why don't you say like Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark? Because it's the hid. Yeah, it is the hid. <laughs> Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. No, it's Tom Hiddleston's Loki. This whole, it's Chris this, Evans, this whole Torch, house of that's cards, the one. yeah, this this whole house of cards falls apart without without good villains. A good villain at some point. Mm-hmm. And he was the first. MCU has suffered for that for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then then Thanos came. up. I mean Loki, and then Thanos. You're saying Ronan the Accuser is not a good villain? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I'm saying that. You know, he's not a good villain. A lot of them were. Even Iron Man, which I love, is. Jebediah, whatever his name was, it was not Obadiah. Obadiah, Obadiah yeah. Springfield. <laughs> yeah, he was a good character until he turned into just basically is the Iron, Iron Man too. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. All right, anything else? Uh, no, just again, uh, we'll we'll be talking more about the next episode next time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could watch it right now and just talk about it. <laughs> No thanks. I'm gonna go go to bed. That's right. <laughs> okay. It's on. Yeah, it's live. Yeah. It's Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're recording this late, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And if you haven't already, please subscribe at ha- at patreon.com/slash Hans Shop First. 
we have some new video game trivia out there. We gave you a sample of it on here, but there's a lot more going on over there. Oh, yeah. What's What are we posting this week, Alex? Uh, this week I had a group of coworkers join me to compete for the top spot. Do they do better than me? Probably impossible. <laughs> I actually uh, had a... Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a couple listeners <laughs> yeah. comment uh, after they listened into the first one, um, mm-hmm. and they said it was hard. <laughs> so, as you know, Scott, as you know. I, I defended myself. There was a whole segment <laughs> that did not make its way in the air where I redeemed myself. <laughs> no, that's next week's episode. Yeah. Let's see if you can redeem yourself. Okay. So far, yeah, well, the, the mics have taken it <laughs> taken it away. Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple right. That's all I'm happy with. I got a couple in each episode. I'm done. Yeah. You got five and a half points. There you go. See? That's like, if you round it up, that's ten. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you round zero down to, Scott? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.